Welcome to the Golf Better Podcast. I'm your host, Derek Dominski. The Golf Better Podcast is brought to you by GolfBetterTucson.com. Check out the online learning portion of the site if you need help with your game. In today's episode, we interview a good friend and arguably the hottest coach in the game, George Genkis. I remember when I first saw George's stuff on Instagram, I was like, who is this crazy guy? Then as I watched and got to know him, I quickly realized he was way ahead of his time. I've been lucky enough to become friends with George and I've been out to Westlake a few times to hang out with him. It is so impressive to see him improve student after student on his lesson tee. We're going to ask him a few questions today to help you play better golf and even give you a special coupon code to get a discount on his incredible new membership site. All right, George, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me, Derek. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing great, my man. So we're just going to ask you some questions and help uh, get the listeners better today. All right, well, let's do this. So a lot of people don't know how smart you are. Who or what have been some of the major influences in your teaching? Is I learned from players. I always have. Um, I've had the ability to be good friends with Chris Como for a long time. Uh, there's any physics questions or biomechanic questions that I've ever had. He's probably the only guy that I've ever done and said, hey, listen, uh, I've got some questions about certain things, um, whether it's, is this, have you proven this as speed-wise, um, stretch short cycle stuff, um, force plate stuff, um, stuff like that. But as far as, as mechanics is what I teach compared to what he teaches, I don't even know what he teaches. I think he's just a very, very smart player, um, coach, and I don't think he gets the credit he deserves. Um, but I would say he's probably the only individual I've, I've really had, like, any kind of in touch with as far as, um, like, swing-wise. Um, short game stuff, you know, you're the man. I've got uh, Jeff Pierce to talk to. I've got guys like that that, I, that I've spoke with. Um, Gabe Golf, he's great. Um, so I've had the ability that that's, that's what I really like, like learning. People want to learn about golf swings for me. And when I'm there and I can learn, you know, lie recognition or stuff like that, for my players, I love it. And so it's, it's fun for me to keep learning, and I always will. So I have those kind of things. Um, but really, in general, what I've learned from is reading books, watching videos, and uh, just from my players. That I'd say is probably the biggest thing um, where I've learned and why swings work. You know what I mean? Not every swing um, that's ugly doesn't work because it does. And some ugly ones don't, but some pretty ones don't either. So what are some common golf swing myths that you kind of see hold people back? Or what are some things that maybe golf, golfers have ingrained that they once thought was good information that we're maybe finding isn't such great information? I'd say first and foremost, setup. Um, balance points and posture are probably the biggest um, biggest problem we've had over the, the years. Um, and and what, what happens when we don't set up properly, um, we've all been taught up setup, grip, posture, you know, for years, ball position, but no one listens. Uh, I didn't, of course, um, until probably about in 2000, my good friend Danny LeCursey, who lives in Arizona, um, came to me and said, hey, listen, and I was already a pretty decent ball striker, especially iron player. I was pretty decent. And I had like a slumpy rounded back, um, and my balance points were good of, of what I know now. Um, and he said, listen, straighten your back, get your shoulders back, retract your shoulders, and what that did was made me tall, so the only way to get to the ball is to get my armpits way out of my toes. And what ended up happening is, is I couldn't finish my turn in my backswing um, because if you get too far out of your toes, it's very hard to turn. And if you do turn, 
you're going to stand up and your shoulders are going to get flat. You're going to have arm running, all kinds of weird stuff goes on. But what I did was just stay in my, my, my spine parameters, um, my spine inclination. And what ended up happening from there is I just lifted my arm because I couldn't turn. And that led me to tilting and standing up. And I felt like I was stalling out through the ball and I hated it immediately. So I think the biggest problem that you're going to see is people that, that have this preconceived notion that you have to have a straight back and you have to have good setup posture. Um, but what that does is that doesn't, allow you to rotate in your backswing. And once we don't allow what we're going to do to compensate to get the club back inside is we're going to stand up, we're going to tilt, we're going to pull down with the arms, a lot of power losses and a lot of things that are going to, you know, pitch our shaft in the wrong place, get our arms stuck behind us, make us stall out, no face control. And those are the guys that better have an open face because they're going to come in with a lot of slowdown. Um, so those things got to match up properly. And I think that the, it all starts with the setup. And I think that People who, who look at my membership that I just had are going to understand how important that is to me. And if it's not done, you're going to see compensations like humping, um, like stall out, like um, people getting steep, the face coming in super open and closing, fast rate of closure. You're going to see a lot of compensations through the ball, a lot of tilting. Um, there's a lot of stuff that people are trying to fix, but they can't fix until they fix that setup. And, and they'll never understand how important it is until – you know, they, they really get a good grasp for why it's so important. So in general, why does the average golfer not produce the speed that they're capable of? Set up, number one, because they're bent over too much or their armpits are on their toes or their balance points are off. You can't finish your turn. So what's, what's your first move to get it inside? Stand up. So now you've lost your force with the ground, the ability to dig into the ground. Why would I want to dig in the ground if I didn't actually finish my turn? I wouldn't. I'd, I'd come right across the ball. I'd dig a trench. So my first reaction is to stand up. Now you lost force with the ground. Um, so in general, I said, if you can finish your turn, whether it's restricting the hip turn, which I would never ask anybody to do, you got you to gotta have a whole full hip turn. You got to extend your trail leg. You, allow, you let your left leg to move in a little bit, extension of the spine, letting your trail arm fly. Um, those are the things that are going to create the speed you want, and they're going to give you the ability to want to get back in the ground. Um, but if you don't finish that turn and understand, you know, set up one, understanding how to finish the turn, how to let the arms fly, um, have enough depth in the backswing, then you'll never create speed. I mean, I, I know so many people are trying to create speed with using their arms or trying to, you know, slide their legs or do something to create more speed, but it really, it just happens all by itself. And, and it starts with the setup. It starts with finishing the turn um, and not restricting things in the backswing. And I think a lot of it just is a reaction of being in a position where you can get at it. You can go for it. You can get in the ground. So for the average listener who's trying to make a swing change, what would be some advice that you would give a person trying to make a swing change? Uh, number one, I'd say slow it down. Uh, I make sure that the basics are, are right, like the setup, um, the, the grip. And, and grip isn't everything because you can add flexion or extension if your, your grip is, is a little strong or a little weak to actually match things up. But in general, I would say, you know, grip is very important. Don't get me wrong on that statement. I'm just saying in general, there's ways that you can get around certain things. But I think the most important thing is to get the setup right, get the ability to do things either PC, PC or freezers. The reason I do freezers or, or stop, stop and go up top or whatever you want to call it is because that allows you to feel the pressure in the feet. It allows you to complete your turn. 
It allows you to make sure your club face is ready to go in the downswing. Um, and from there, like I said before, you can just start to dig in the ground and start to use the ground to continue to turn through the shot. So I think when I have somebody really making a swing change, I do a lot of mirror work. I make them accountable for video um, and understand what they're looking at. Because I think a lot of players, if I'm looking at a screen and they're looking at a screen, we're not looking at the same thing. We're looking at two different things completely. So a, a lot of slow motion stuff is great. A lot of half swings. Um, where I go left arm parallel and really work on rotating through the shot, uh, if that's your issue. Um, but there's a lot of things that you can do, um, a lot of drills, like a lot of impact drills. Um, I see you doing them with sticks. Sticks on the side are great um, with impact. I think those are some of the most valuable things that the players can do uh, when they're making a swing change. I do a lot of left arm to right arm parallel stuff, so where it's impact or just to, to P3 or left arm parallel to post impact, P9. Those things are are so important and I think a lot of like people when they come to me and they're adults they they have never done that stuff so if you want to make those swing changes you got to understand it's it's repetition of like the smaller action the slower action make sure you're seeing it on video um doing a lot of freezer stuff like that but once you do get it I, I think the biggest problem is is that people try and take that out to the course and they haven't done on the range yet and that means what, for a lot of my players, I, I make them strategize whether it's, you know, what's, what's your ball look like on the ground? What's your lie look like? You know, now what are we looking at on the green? Is the pin tuck, left tuck, right back? How are we coming into that pin? What kind of strategy? Like, are we curving it in right to left, left to right? Um, and, and then, you know, what's our yardage? What's, you know, front to back? What, what can we, what, what's our yardage within like 145 to 140? Are we going 145 to 150? Do we have a range? And then what's our swing going to be? Because we've been practicing full swings all day. Now you've got an in-between swing, and you're taking practice swings with a full swing. I mean, you've got to know that when you're transferring out to the course, you've got to do it on the range first, too. You've got to do a lot of, like, what I'll have my players do is once they've made a swing change, I go, okay, now that you've got all this stuff, let's tell me, take me through this shot. They'll go, okay, it's 147. I said, is it a wedge or a nine or an eight? And they'll go, I'm going to hit a, a normal nine, okay? And I go, okay, cool. Tuck left pin? Yep. So we're going to start this uh, about five yards right of the pin. Cool. Okay, so 147 is your yardage. So you're going to go 142 to 147. Is that a full nine? Yeah. And so I go, okay, well, take me through your swing thoughts as you do it. So they'll take it all the way back to the top, and they'll tell me what their swing thought, whether it's finishing their turn, whether it's getting their arm to fly, whether it's getting the club to set different, whatever it might be. And then I said, what's your feel or your thought in the down? They'll say, well, I'm trying to dig my leads out of my pelvis lower, and I'm trying to have some right bend, and then, I, and then I get up and out of it. And I go, oh, well, that's a lot. I said, make that now into a feel. So then they make that into a slow kind of feel. And then I said, okay, now I want you to get very present, so external, and look around, and then refocus in on your start line, and then walk in and hit. And they're so surprised at how that transfers from doing – the actual thoughts first, then make it a feel, then come in and, and swing with a, an actual scenario out in front of them. And that's how you transfer to the course. Because if you're just hitting balls, 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 and you're hitting full nine irons or full seven irons, you get an in-between shot. You're most of the time on the course we get in-between shots. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So those are things, if you're making a swing change, to get real detailed the different pin positions on the range and, and really get detailed with that stuff. Fun question. So, to your recollection, when is the first time you said, that's Gucci? Oh, jeez. Uh, 
That's a good question. Probably about five years ago. And I don't know why I said it, but, you know, I, I don't know why I say a lot of things, to be honest. I mean, people ask me, what's the wet mark? What's this? I, I don't know. I, I think I just, you know, you sit on the range all day and you teach, you, you kind of lose your mind at times. So I, I'd say that came about five years ago. Just I don't know. You're just getting Gucci. I love that. And so, yeah, I've shadowed you a few times, and I was, I'm always so impressed with, and a lot of people may think you're like a method teacher, but that's that's farther from anything that I saw. So each student that stepped on the mat with you, you know, you listened to them, you, you heard kind of what they're doing, and you really approached each student differently. Um, I appreciate that because a lot of people don't know that. That's, correct. That's so, yeah, very, so, very so it was just impressive how you were able to work with each student, what they could do, and, and really help just improve their game. So it's not like, you know, and a lot of people see that and they think, hey, oh, George is going to make me do this weird leg stuff, and I don't want to do that, and that's that's really further from anything I see. So what would you say that is kind of your goal or your mentality when you teach each student? That's a good question. I think the first thing that I've, you know, when, when I remember 15 years ago, probably even 10 years ago, I'd just get a, a, a player, and what would end up happening is I'd just say, let's hit. And I wouldn't even ask them what they wanted out of the lesson. And it was just because I was on my own agenda, and I started learning the more and more I asked what they really wanted out of the lesson, the more productive the lesson became, the more the, the happier they they became. Um, and and when I actually allowed them to participate in the lesson, not like I was a dictator and you have to do this, I gave them options. Um, I think that's the way I go about every lesson now is first thing I do is I said, what do you want out of this lesson? Why did you come see me? Um, do you need speed? Is it contact? Is it shot direction, start line? Um, what is really going on? Is it a look that you don't like? I'll go through certain things uh, with a lot of players, especially when I get a good player. I'll be like, when's your next tournament? Because I don't want to give you too much stuff. So there's things as a coach you start to learn over time that if you want to keep your players, uh, you need to make them happy. You need to make them understand you know, that not everything is mandatory. You don't have to fix everything. You could still play with things that are not what we'd call perfect as a, as a look or what we want to see. Um, because, you know, if you're hitting it solid, you have good distance control and you're missing on the correct side of the pin, you can play golf, period. So final question here. I know you put a lot of time into your membership site. I'm a member myself because I enjoy, uh, I I enjoy learning from you. It's fantastic. I mean, I mean, I have a membership site um, as well, but your membership site, it's, it's like the best I've ever seen. It's, it's absolutely fantastic. So can you please talk about your site, the amount of work you put into it, and what people can get out of um, your membership site? I appreciate that. Yeah, it, it, you know, it took two years to build. It's, it's, you know, a lot of people know that I had a site before that went wrong. Um, and I'll tell you what, it's, it's a lot of people go, hey, listen, I know what he teaches. You have no clue what I teach unless you've been there with me <laughs> because there, I'm always evolving. There's always things that, that I see that can get better. Um, even to this day, it'll continue to evolve. So the fact is, you know, it, I put my heart and soul into this thing. It took two years of, of not having a weekend to myself, and that's no exaggeration. It was not the, the, the best time of my life to actually, you know, be sitting on a range, you know, seven days a week um, and then, you know, filming on top of it. But I have a huge passion for what, what I put into that thing. Um, and I'll tell you what, there's, if, if you're looking to learn 
not just mechanics, but how to play golf, how to score, how to, to, to mentally think properly. I put everything in there. I didn't hide anything as far as, you know, let's, let's bleed this out later. No, it's all on there. So it's, it's, it, it took a long time to, to, to put together. I'll tell you that. And, and we messed up like, I don't know, probably about a whole year of it. You know what I mean? We refilmed a lot of stuff just because I didn't like it. Um, so it's, it's done pretty, pretty solid and I'm happy about it. And, and I'll tell you what, in, you know, six months, I probably won't be as happy. I'll, I'll, we'll put more to it. It'll keep getting better and better and better, you know, cause it's all continue, whether it's short game, whether it's mechanics, whether it's speed, whatever it is, there'll be stuff that will always be added and it'll always get better. And then what's the best people, uh, best way for people to reach out to you? Um, if they're trying to get a hold of me um, to get a lesson, 805-807-5953, that's Crystal. She's my assistant. If you're looking to get, you know, sign up on a membership, it's George Gankis Golf, um, and that's the membership site. And then online lessons, George Gankis Online Golf. Um, and then, you know, I'll, I'll, that's probably pretty much it. If you're trying to get a book, a lesson, yeah, you know, get on it as soon as you can because I don't know when I'm booked, tell, but a little longer than I'd like. <laughs> Uh, George, thank you so much for all the help you've given me. Thanks for your I wisdom. I appreciate you, bro. You're, you're the man. I'm happy for you and the way your business has gone along, too. You're you're killing it. I, I, I love watching you actually, you know, get up to the top. It's nice. And then uh, we all know you're going to be number one in that Golf Digest uh, list here pretty soon. But g- great to see you recognized. <laughs> that was so cool to see you and Butch. So I, that was I, a, a little I passing. I thought that. that was a little bit of a passing of the torch, in my opinion. But that's just me. Again, um, I'm very biased. But. Thanks so much well, I appreciate. I'm just happy to be on a list. You know what I mean? It's, exactly. This is like the the first year that you you know you get on a list. It's kind of flattering, but you know it, it was also remember this that you know for for like I said before, those who aren't on that list, you know it's 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 better for me. The more and more people doubt me, and the more and more people actually tell me you know I'm not doing what I need to be doing or or stuff like that. It lights a fire in me, and so I don't want to lose that fire of wanting to learn, wanting to get better. And I think that for those of you who are out there who aren't on that list, there's going to be a lot of great teachers coming up. I, I guarantee that. And, and it's cool to see. And I'm, I'm happy for the golf world. And you're one of them, my man. Thanks so much, G. All right, my man. Well, great talking to you. We'll have you on again uh, when you've got time. I know you're a super busy guy, so we appreciate the time. Uh, thanks, Derek. We'll talk to you soon, my man. All right, we'll see you, G. All right, peace. I hope you enjoyed today's episode with George. He has really helped me become a better coach, and I know he can help you with your game too. I would highly recommend signing up for his membership site. As I've mentioned, I'm a member myself as I continue to learn from George's wealth of golf knowledge. Head over to georgegankus.golf and use coupon code TUCSON, that's T-U-C-S-O-N, to get one month's value free off either the annual or monthly membership. Also, I just really wanted to thank everyone for their support of the podcast. The response so far has been incredible, and I cannot thank you all enough for the kind words and messages. Be sure to like, subscribe, and share this podcast with everyone you know so we can continue to get the world's best guests to help you play better golf. Until next time.